Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And I literally put my gift in God's hands and I said, if this is my soul's journey, open every door for me and I will walk through it, knowing that you are guiding me. My gift is guided by God. Oh my God. Hi, I'm Miss Danielle and this is Help a Human Out. What does spirit mean to you? Spirituality. Do you believe in spirits? Angels, demons, ghosts? I don't know right? But we're going to talk about it today. Yes, we are. We are going to talk about all the things and who better than to discuss the paranormal with than Teresa Caputo. Please tell me you know Teresa Caputo. She is Long Island medium. She has been seeing, feeling, sensing all of the things, spirit, since she was four years old. But it wasn't until she was in her 20s that she learned to communicate with souls in heaven. And when I tell you that we literally discussed everything and there was a point in the conversation where Miss Teresa had my hands over my mouth because she dropped some bombs about my dead father on me, I'm not even going to get into it. We are right now. Listen. There's so much that I want to talk to you about for for many reasons. Um, One, I think I'm coming into, no, false. I think I've known that I've had spiritual gifts for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think they terrified me. And I'm wondering, because I know you you had, um, you know, you started to recognize your gifts really early on, like four years old, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. I I didn't know it was a gift. I didn't know what it was. Right, right. (laughs) So I think that I had similar stuff happened as a kid. And then I think I was like, what the hell is this? I don't want any part of this. I'm scared. This is scary. But now as I've gotten older and really like embraced my spirituality mm-hmm. and, and things like that, I'm finding that I'm not as scared. And so once I started to realize really big things were happening and I was seeing things and hearing things, I was like, we got to get Teresa on because <laughs> we need to understand her journey, yeah. how she got here and all the things. Okay, so so walk me through how you became who you are. Oh, God. So, first of all, I just want to say thank you very much for having me. And yes. more importantly, for really wanting to understand my journey. Because that's something in everything that I do, I always share on how I got to be where I am today. And I always say this to people. I don't know any different. I was born like this. I remember from four years old seeing someone standing at the end of my bed at night, this woman, and it wasn't so scary. And I used to just make comments like, oh, did you just see that woman walk by the television? Or did you just see that man sitting in the corner? Needless to say, Danielle, I never had the same babysitter as a child. So (laughs) I bet. (laughs) So the, the crazy thing is growing up, 
I come from a very spiritual family, um, and I also come from a, a strong faith family. I am a practicing Catholic. I mean, it, it, it's something that I did struggle with when I first understood what was happening. So for years, I just thought everybody was sensing and feeling what I was. And I used to say right. to my mom, you know, I don't feel right. I feel different than everyone else. I don't feel like I belong here. And my mom literally would say to me, all right, listen, you're not adopted because if you were adopted, we could understand why you feel this way and you belong to this family. So stop feeling that way. And my mom is such a positive person and always looks at things with the glass half full. And, you know, I mean, the the house could be on fire and she'd be like, oh, it's okay. It's a little warm, but we're just going to go. Everything's going to be fine. We we have our health. We're all okay. Like really calm. And um, so growing up, I always felt safe. And my mom would say to me, when you don't feel like, when you don't feel like, when you feel scared, just remember you are your safe space. You are your home. And I honestly don't think it was until probably I was almost 30 when I really understood what she meant by that. But it always made me feel better. Always made me feel better. Well, I love that. I love that because you are your safe space is so empowering, first of all. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And we're so often we're always looking for other places to make our sanctuary. We're, mm-hmm. we're oh, I need to find my peace here. I need to find my peace here. And the, I think the more I realize that I can give myself that peace, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. my gosh, your mom had it all the way right. She, for real. She does. She she did. I mean, all the way back then. Like, and I remember always saying that I am my safe space. And and still to this day, if I'm in a situation, you know, where I feel a little uneasy, I'll be like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm safe. You know, I am yeah. my safe space. And, you know, I was in therapy, at, you know, as a late teenager, you know, in therapy for my anxiety and um, all my panic attacks and then I got married and I feel like there were stages and I, I want people to realize because I think this also is so profound, not just with someone with spiritual gifts, but in someone's yeah. everyday life. And it, it coincides with the book that I wrote, Good Morning, mm-hmm. uh, which means that we we lose, we grieve and mourn anything that we lost and a loss is a loss, no matter what it yes. is. Yes, yes. And I realized that through my anxieties, I found band-aids that would make things feel better in my life. Mm -hmm. So I suffered for many years with anxieties, but then I was getting married. So I had something to keep me busy and something else to focus on besides my panic attacks or what was Mm -hmm. going on around me. That was one band-aid. Then I had my son. Then once I had my daughter, things really took a shift. It was almost like God was like, okay, you're done making babies you're going to you're going to embrace your gift from me yeah. and you're going to continue your journey. And it took me about 5 years to uh embrace my gift and incorporate it with my faith. And I realized that we all have the ability to connect with our own departed loved ones. Each and I every one so of us. I am so glad that you said that mm-hmm. because one of the biggest things when we talked about people or when we talked to people we said okay, Teresa's going to be on, you know, what do you need to know? One of the biggest things that came up, it says, if people believe in the spirit world and then they lose someone, mm-hmm. why doesn't that person come to them? And I kept thinking to myself, okay, so full disclosure, my dad died at mm-hmm. 53 at the beginning of the pandemic, okay? Mm-hmm. And I kept saying to myself- Well, I that's so funny because when you were talking about your spiritual gifts, I and I kept saying, well, what was her light bulb? And I just saw it in like big red letters, dad. And it was like, dad, dad, like a blinking neon sign. Dad, dad, dad. Yes, <laughs> literally. So- 
you know, there's there were years of, here's what I believe. I believe what you just said. And I don't know why I believe it mm-hmm. or how I came to believe it. But I've always been a firm believer that many of us possess really good intuition, spiritual gifts, different mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. But the world is also really good at stripping that away from us and desensitizing mm-hmm. us to listening to our bodies, listening to the way our, we feel, uh, trusting our gut, our intuition. And so I think for the longest time, I, I, I wasn't my own safe space. I wasn't my right. own peace. And when that happens, you start to trust everything else more than you trust yourself. And I don't know what happened, but my dad died. And it was like my fear dissipated and I felt more spiritually, I feel him more now, Teresa, Mm -hmm. than I ever felt him in his physical Mm -hmm. form. Like I feel him now, Mm -hmm. like legitimately, like I feel him more now than I could have ever felt him in real life in like the physical world, right? And so I'm so happy you said that because you believe we all have yeah. The capability, like we can do it. A thousand percent. I say this to people whenever I give my speech, when I'm going to do a reading, I say, listen, you don't have to believe in mediums. I don't care if you believe in what I do. That's not why I do what I do. I do what I do to validate for people that there truly is more to life than just here in the physical world. But more importantly, that your loved ones are still with you. When we yeah. lose a loved one, the only thing we lose is that soul connection. I mean, is that is that physical connection. That soul bond can never and will never be broken. And they validate that for us. They validate the presence. And I love when people say, well, I don't know. I don't feel my loved ones or I don't know if I believe in an athlete because let's face it, a lot of times after someone loses someone, they lose their faith. They lose their spirituality. Yes. So that's another side of a coin that I see in the work that I do where people lose that. If someone dies suddenly or unexpectedly, whatever it may be, they lose all of that faith. And then I love when they go into descriptions of things that, the signs and symbols that they're getting from their loved ones. And I'm like, that's, that's it. That's the connection. Like, Like, (laughs) how do you not see it? Yes. (laughs) So when you say things like, okay, when we understand that everyone has the capability mm-hmm. to really tap into the spirit world, why is it that only certain people seem to be doing it? Is there a, is there a, a like you said, do we have to go through something traumatic to realize like, oh, I can connect to the spirit world? Or is there something we should, if we do want to be in more in contact with the spirit world, are there things that we should be practicing? Are there things that we should be unlearning? Like what for those of us who actually do want to grow our gifts and not be afraid of them, because I think a lot of it is fear, right? How yes. are we doing that? And what do we do? Well, I, I, I think, first of all, we fear the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. And death, the, the, the thought of what really happens to us after we die. I always say to people, listen, I'll find out when I get there. I'm just telling you what spirit shows me, how I feel. I've always had a big fear of death, like most people, I think, right? Because we yeah. fear the unknown. And I... I feel like once I really embraced my gift, all of that fear went away. Uh, listen, I don't want to die, but I'm not afraid to die. I, I don't want to die, but I'm not right. afraid. Like, I know that I'm going to be greeted by my other loved ones that have gone before me. I know that I am going to relive my life through someone else's eyes to apologize to them, to see. And, and so the soul can learn lessons. And yeah, I the, the thing is, too, that I learned is that there are also a lot of common things. Look, I'm the first one to say that what I do is absolutely crazy. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. And um, and I'm, I'm going to say this because it's interesting how I felt your dad in the very beginning of the reading. And 
when you said, I feel him more now, he made me feel the emotion because that's my connection was that he had the ability to be there for you. He didn't have the ability here in the physical world. And, and whatever that means for you, this doesn't mean that he wasn't a good father or a good dad. It just means that he's taking responsibility and sees already for being over there for a short amount of time on how his choices, his actions affected you. Yeah. And oh my goodness. He, he just said to me, he goes, I even came to her in a dream and I showed <gasps> her that I was okay. Teresa, quit playing with me. <laughs> See, I don't dream of my loved ones that have died. I don't dream of spirit in that way. Okay, I, so I need to, people, I gotta tell, I have to tell you the dream. I have to tell you the dream. Well, um, it, wait, first, let's say it was, I want you to know that it was a visitation. The dream is what happened, but the realness of knowing that you knew it was him. You felt oh, as if he was in the room and it was real. That was his soul giving you the gift. Wow. Uh, Teresa, I could, I could smell him and I could hear him mm-hmm. before I saw him in the dream. I could, wow. I, I, I was in the dream and I was looking for him because I could smell him and I could hear, like I could hear him. And so he, just as quickly as he got there, he disappeared really quickly. But when mm-hmm. he was there, um, he was so present and he was the, a much healthier version of himself. Well, I wanted to say this too. He told, when you were talking, he made me feel the emotion was because he wanted to show you that he could be there for you. You have always searched for him here in the physical world. You always knew where he was, but you had to search and look for him for hypothetically his love, guidance, support, whatever it is. And now he wanted to show you in the dream. It's that everywhere. He is with you always. And Forgive me for, I, I don't know how to interpret this, but it's almost like, and now he, I feel like he can be there for you spiritually the way that you need him to be as a dad for the first time. Okay, so way too much is happening right now. Let me break it down <laughs> for you real quick. There's so much happening. I've literally said this. Um, I said, since my dad has died, there has been multiple things that have happened that could only be done by my father in the spiritual world, period. Mm-hmm. Like blessings, things, Perfect example. I even injured myself very badly. I have. Oh, he tells me he, he he protected you because you should have like lost a, a limb or lost something or been more seriously injured because he just showed me the angel wings wrapped around you. So I was mad at him when I got injured. Okay, oh, I got very mad at him, and I was like, "Dad, like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be protecting me." And then I got to the hospital. And they told me that I was injured because something else was wrong and I would have never known. If that didn't happen. And I, and I literally was like, oh my God, dad, thank you. Mm-hmm. But the dream, okay? So all these things. I've literally said out loud a million times, Teresa, I've said, I know this sounds crazy and people aren't going to understand, but whoever needs to understand it will. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe my dad was like a prisoner in his physical body and oh, he couldn't mm-hmm. do all of the things he wanted to, everything. And in the spiritual world, he's not limited by his physical body. And so all of these things mm-hmm. keep happening for me and to me. And I know it's him. And so the dream, which, holy shit, um, he was walking away from me at the end of the dream. And I was like, wait, you just got here. Like, why are you, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? And he, I couldn't see him, but I could feel this. Mm-hmm. My dad was, my dad was incredible, but he also was like a smug asshole. And so I could kind of see this like, <laughs> 
cocky, like smile on his face. And I'm like, oh, you're going to smile and laugh as you walk away. And I screamed at him and I said, dad, what? Stop leaving me. Every time you leave, you take parts of me. And he turned around and he said, just like like I could hear it. I could feel it in my body. And he goes, yeah, baby girl, but I'm taking all the bad parts. And Teresa, I woke up the next day. And what you said about like not fearing death, Mm -hmm. I don't want to die. I have a lot of things mm-hmm. in this right. in this body, this yeah. human body that I want to do. But I got to tell you, I woke up the next day and instantly all I kept thinking is, I am a spiritual being having a human experience yeah. because I'm not scared of death at all. Like I knew that I don't want to die right now. There's a lot of things I want to do, but I also knew that if I were to, I really, I'm, I'm not afraid mm-hmm. at all. Like I've seen things that most people can't explain. Mm-hmm. I felt things and... I, for you to just, there was a dream, this, this, like, not that I'm surprised because this is what you do, but it's been happening to Mm -hmm. me and I am so overwhelmed with all this amazingness. What do I do? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How can someone really communicate with someone that has died? And there are a lot of common things that spirit might say to someone like, oh, I'm sorry, you feel you didn't get the opportunity to say goodbye or things were left unsaid. Very common. But the thing that I require spirit to do is to validate it with something completely unique to you. For example, the dream. Validating for you, because there's no way I would know about your dream. How would I know that? Right. And more importantly, validating what the dream represented. And you described it exactly how he made me feel. So to me, that's the the most beautiful gift that spirit can do. You know, and I, I tell people, especially when they come to a reading or one of my live shows, like, look, come with no expectations because you will have the best experience because a reading, I feel, is always what we need, not what we want. And a lot mm-hmm. of times we don't realize what we need until after we either witness something or hear certain things. And we just kind of look at some things like on the surface. How many times does spirit show me a different scenario and someone can't heal after the loss of their loved ones? And spirit gives me that other side of the coin of what could have happened if we have this should have, could have, would have been this only if. And they'll literally look at me and go, I never looked at it that way. Wow. And you will literally see the healing beginning because it's almost like this light bulb goes off of like, oh my God, I've been beating myself up for years for this. But if this didn't happen, this could have happened. Just like what your dad just said, where, yeah, he did protect you because things could have been a far, far more worse if that didn't happen. 
And they would have been worse. I mean, the doctors literally told me, like, I was, I was pissed off, Teresa. I'm like, you have lost like your leg, like your knee down, or like your. So what happened was, so I am. It's so the Liz Frank injury is one of the most severe injuries ever. What's and the, what, what kind of injury is it? It's called a Liz Frank injury. L I S Frank. Basically, it's the injury that uh, football players, basketball players, oh. if they get this injury, it, they're done. Like they can't ever play again. I am months in this boot, like literally. Oh, so it's like, your foot. It's my foot. And it is, I can't, I haven't been able to walk in months. I've also had to slow down. Because if you can't walk, what happens? You have to process everything, yes. right? So they literally told me, you're lucky that you're going to be able to walk again. This is so severe. I had a major, major surgery. But then they kept asking more questions. Like I had been overheating for about two years and not really paying attention to it. I thought, I'm stressed out. There's a pandemic. My dad died. I put on a yeah. little bit of weight. Okay. I just, I was just like, okay, I, I sweat a lot. I'm hot. I know. I say it's the menopause in my case. <laughs> right. Well, and that, I literally said, am I going through early menopause? Mm. I was like, is this what's happening to me? So the day that I got the injury, when I went wow. to the hospital, they started to, re- they were like, wait, you just passed out? I was like, yeah, but I was really hot. And they're like, explain this to me. And I was explaining yeah. to them how hot I was, how this has been happening. They started asking questions that I would have never put together and thought, hey, this is a really big thing. I was like, oh yeah, that happens and that happens. But when you connect them, it's a big thing. So the foot injury actually led to me being diagnosed with lupus and I had no idea. And so I'm yelling at my dad because my foot is hurt. And they're like, you're really lucky you hurt yourself because there's a lot of things happening. I had to see an endocrinologist, a rheumatologist. Like I had no- Wow. And truthfully, had I have not injured myself- You never would have known. I would never would have known. And I was poisoning myself. I was eating things, that, you know, inflammatory stuff. I was eating yeah. things that I shouldn't have been eating. I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Um, all things that were very detrimental mm-hmm. to my health. And had I have not wow. hurt myself. And I, I, I literally was so angry at my dad. I'm like, come on, dad. You should, you're supposed to be protecting me. And you're right. Like he absolutely was. He I was. wasn't slowing down. Mm-hmm. I refused to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have time. I don't have yeah. time. Well, they made time. Yeah. <laughs> It happened. <laughs> but that's a, a perfect example of like an, looking at another side of a coin, of looking at something and how someone might not be able to get past that. Yeah, perspective is everything, yeah. like legitimately. And, and, and I think what I've also learned, like, like you were saying, like the, you lost your dad, the pandemic, and we make up excuses. I think we do that when we see these signs and symbols from our loved ones. That's why like young children when they talk about like people that have died or like they were just in the room or, oh yeah, you know what? Your dad was just sitting over there, mom. Like, and it's like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Because (laughs) it's so true. Kids say the darndest things. And, and they, they're also very aware, right? Yes. Like they haven't been taught to fear these things. Because their or, minds aren't busy. They're not burdened. They're not you know, tainted, you know, they see shadows that like, oh no, there's not a ghost. Oh no, wait, that's my grandpa. Or that's why, that's why I tell people with young children, especially if they didn't meet the person before they, before here to show them pictures and they'll say, oh my God, no, that's the person that I saw. Listen, when my daughter, she brought me, this was had never met my grandfather, okay? Not her grandfather, mine. Mm-hmm. My daughter had never, ever met her grandfather. And we were going through stuff and she picked up a picture and she goes, hey, this is Papa. And I was like, wait a, wait a minute. Like you were, he, mm-hmm. he died before you were born. And I was like, yeah, that is Papa. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 
okay, she knows who Papa is. Like, I didn't, like, but I just believe, she said it so normally. Nonchalant. Like, so matter of fact. But you know what? I love how you handled it because I feel like I I was so blessed to be a to be raised by my parents. They are the most loving, giving people on this planet. And exactly how, because I don't think a lot of people, people are like, what do you mean? They've been dead for years. What do you mean? That's Papa. And it was just like, you were just like, yep, you're right. That's Papa. Like, just embrace the moment. Don't make a big deal about it. Exactly. Exactly. This is one of my favorite, famous sayings. We... Things aren't a big deal unless if we make it a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yep, until you give it power. Yeah, life does not have to be that difficult. And think about it, even with children, uh, you know, when kids have little arguments, right? Little tiffs. And when do things get worse is when the parents get involved. You know, it's like, let let them have their little tiff. They'll be friends by next Friday and they'll be going to the mall or going to the movies. It'll be fine. But and, and I, I learned that from that simple saying my grandmother would always say, stop making a mountain out of a molehill. Yes. You know, all, all these little old school sayings, I find myself more and more in today's world saying it. like Because it matters. Like, mind over matter yeah. also. Like, mm-hmm. people, I don't think people understand the power of their thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Like, I really don't. Like, you're literally creating your reality. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you are. You're, you're, you're just, you're manifesting something that doesn't have to exist, but right. because you're giving it so much power and because you're speaking it into existence, oh, trust and believe it's going to show up on you. Like, why mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You know, right. so be very mindful of the things that we say and the way that we um, create, right? Yeah, because sure. we can literally create something. When, when we're talking about spirit and I wonder for you, have you experienced like, because you said, so dreams are very big for me. I've okay. for, for years, for, very big for me. Dream that my dad popped up in my dream. My grandpa came to me in a dream. And you're right, they're absolutely visitations. Because if I can smell you the way that I mm-hmm. can smell you, if I can hear you that yep. way, there's no way you're not there, period. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that. Uh, have you ever had an experience where you found something out that like shocked you or that you didn't even want to know? Like, are you in a position where, can you control the messages you get or they just come? This is why I say I'm good at what I do. The information isn't has nothing to do with me. I'm just the vessel that spirit is using. It is not up to me to filter. Every time I channel a soul, they blow my mind. Something else happens where I am like, are you kidding me? Like, this is insane. Um, there are times where I have to find a way to delicately deliver a message. That's where I feel I have control over. For example, I don't want to blurt out if someone says, and they show me, yeah, I hung myself. And my mom found me and she cannot heal because that's all she sees. She tried to get me down and revive me and I was already gone. Hmm. So sometimes I've learned to handle things where there's a son stepping forward would like to take responsibility for his departure, not wanting us to be left with the burden. They might make me feel I feel a restriction to the throat because Mm. we don't need to know details. None of my business. No, We don't need to know details. 
Um, and, and you want to handle it with care. A thousand percent. I've learned that the messages have to be delivered with dignity and grace because these are, and out of respect for the souls of the departed and the person receiving the message. What I've learned, Danielle, over the years is that some people can't heal because of the way their loved one died because they feel that they can't honor them or remember them because then people are going to ask questions. People are going to want to know. Judge. I, this, is, this is what I say. This is, I, I say this all the time. I go, someone loses their grandparent. Nobody really is. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. You, you, you lost your grandmother, right? Someone young dies unexpectedly. Everyone becomes Mrs. Kravitz, right? They're all like, yes. oh. So I say to people, I, it happens all the time, especially with young, younger people where they say their parent did actually take their own life or they overdosed or mm-hmm. it was a, a horrific accident and they don't want to talk about it. You have every right to celebrate your loved ones. Don't let the way that they die define who they were. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like, you know what? You just say they die tragically and then, but you you know that they're in a safe place because you get all these signs and then, then share something beautiful about your loved one, a memory, and leave that person with a beautiful memory, not with the wondering of what happened. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm going to push, I want to push your thinking because something I struggled with um, a little bit is, you know, spirituality is so beautiful and there's so many layers to it. And, and as I did a lot of research in general, and like even reading up on some of your stuff, when we talk about like different dimensions mm-hmm. and different things and all of, there's so much, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder for you, like with your own journey of, you know, like you said, you were raised Catholic, mm-hmm. like that's how you ride. And I appreciate that. And like, thank you for that vulnerability and sharing that with us. And I wonder like, for me, because I feel, do you take everything in or do you take the things that, okay, I'm processing. Let me so try I'm going to, I'm going right to, I know where you're going with this. And there are a lot of things that I don't agree with. Right. And that's, and that's not even, so that's what I'm saying. I like take, your, your, does your faith belong to you and you decide what sticks with Teresa and what doesn't? And like, how do you navigate that space? Because I miss the community of religion sometimes, yeah. but I also get scared because I'm like, this doesn't really vibe with my spirit. And because I feel so deeply. Right. But I, right? so I, I look at it this way. Uh, I'm a very, believe it or not, some people might not think this about me, but I am really a very simple person when it comes to my thoughts and, and, and beliefs. I believe, sim- I live my life. You have to respect people. You don't have to like anything. Same thing with my faith. I don't have to like everything about it, but I have to respect it. I take right. from it what serves me a purpose. Anything yes. else I put aside. And um, I, that's how I learned. It took me many years. It took me over five years to incorporate that with my faith. And I struggled with it. And I, and I literally sat down one day and I said to God, I said, if this is my soul's journey, and I, and I know I was born this way, mm-hmm. then I am going to put, I want to use my gift to help people because it happened right after 9-11. So what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, 9-11 was the turning point of me accepting my gift and doing what I do for a living. Wow. Um, And I literally put my gift in God's hands. And I said, if this is my soul's journey, open every door for me and I will walk through it, knowing that you are guiding me. My gift is guided by God. Oh my God. That is so powerful, Teresa, to say that. I I just want to pause in that. You said, if this is my soul, listen, for all, all you helpers out there, all you listeners, listen to that. Ask, right? 
if this is my soul's journey, open every door, mm-hmm. help me get there. And, and just to be so self-assured in that, that, to know that you can ask yeah, and that it will you will receive it. And like, hello, mm-hmm. look where your soul's journey has brought you. I never thought in a million years that I'd be where I am today. Right, right. But you also asked for it. You said, open every door. Open look the at the door. doors opening. Because I, I was very confused. I still was very, because I, I struggled with, okay, this is great. God, you have blessed me with this gift. Who in the world's going to want to come see a medium and speak to their loved ones that have died? I could not understand that. I did yeah. not understand that. And what I learned is that unfortunately, no matter who we lose or how they die, we here in the physical world are left with these burdens and guilts. We're left with these should have, could have, would haves, only ifs. At the end of the day, all of these emotions do not give us the ability to heal. Mm. So that is why I chose to use my gift for healing. And it coincided with 9-11 and the fact where people didn't know what happened to their loved ones. How can yeah. these people heal if that's all they do is when they think about their love? They weren't able to recover their physical bodies. Wow. They couldn't lay them to rest, right? And kind of a parallel 20 years later, here we are with COVID. People had almost a similar thing. They weren't, they didn't know what happened to their loved ones because they weren't nope. able to be there with them. No funerals. No funerals, no memorial, whatever it may be. Nothing. So mm-hmm. here it is. It's almost like here we are 20 years later. And, but here's the interesting thing. For years, Spirit has always said what we do with their physical bodies is for us. When a soul leaves the physical body, they leave behind every and any disability and or ailment. They do not take yes. it with them. Yes. That is why in the dream, he looked like my dad, not yes. my sick dad, yes. right? Yes. Okay, because he did not look like my sick dad. He, yep. looked like my, he looked like the best dad I've ever seen. Because that is the soul and that's how they want you to remember them. So wow. that's why um, I'll have spirit channel with their personality because it really validates that from the moment the soul leaves, they leave behind every disability and or ailment. So maybe this is someone listening now who lost someone to COVID and is struggling with, oh my God, my loved one, how can my loved one be at rest? We didn't honor them. I wasn't able, I had to cremate them. That was the only thing that we could do. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, Spirit has said for years, it is for us. So don't waste time worrying and not being able to heal or move forward because you weren't able to lay me the re- to lay me to rest the way that you wanted. Right, because they're resting. They're not like they are good. They are we are the ones struggling. We're the they ones suffering. A- yeah. They are a okay, right? Like 1000%. 1000%. Okay. Who? Um, full disclosure, full transparency, and vulnerability. I am beyond overwhelmed. Um, I love Teresa Caputo. Um, one, her spirit is incredible. Literally, not because she talks to dead people, but because. She genuinely feels super deeply and you can tell in the way that she shows up in the world and the things that she believes and how she gives so much to other people who are really, really in need of um, reaching their people on the other side. And so I want to just hold space for anyone who's ever lost someone and to let you know that I don't know what you believe, but I can promise you that 
I believe they're here with you all the time. And if what you heard did not give you proof of that, I don't know if there are ever going to be enough proof for you to feel that. But trust when I tell you, I, I feel my dad all the time. And there is no way that Teresa Caputo could have known some of the things that she knew. And it's it's beautiful. And one of the biggest things that I think I'll keep with me and I'll, I'll hold on to. Teresa Caputo said something that had absolutely nothing to do with ghosts or angels or demons or spirits. Teresa Caputo said, you are your peace. She said, I am my peace. And that is such a beautiful thing to remember. Cultivate your peace. Stop looking for your peace in other things and other people and things that could never actually bring you peace, especially when your peace already exists inside of you. And then when you figure out what that peace is, what that peace looks like, water it, give it attention, feel it, and constantly remind yourself that when you can't find your peace, that's on you because you have to be your peace. No one else is going to give you the peace that you provide. I promise you that. And when Teresa said it, it resonated with me so very much. And I want to remind you from this day forward, when you are looking for your peace, please don't look anywhere else but inside of you and, and nurture that and water it and protect it at all costs. I am absolutely my own peace. If you have a question you would like us to answer, please send us a voice memo to hahopodcast at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at hahopodcast. I'm your host, Miss Danielle. I am my peace. And our executive producer is Emma Martins. Emma, friendly reminder, be your peace. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by Acast. We'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.